What's up, my fellow Nashville Predators fans, hockey fans, and anyone else who's hanging out with us tonight? This is Chad Minton with Rich Howe, your host of Catfish and Ice. And then it, this is episode 67, a brand new season. Season two. Somehow, somehow, against all odds, we made it to the second season. I mean, were you rolling the dice on us to make it to a second season, Rich? Be honest. Yeah, um, I don't, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I thought we'd get there that far. But, you know. I thought we'd, we'd make it to a second season. All right. Yeah. All right, yeah. so we're. I mean, yeah. Why, why not, not, right? Yeah. We, All right, we, there, we there's like that. hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, so no, why right. can't we make it to a second season? All right, so exactly. second season of Catfish and Ice, we are kicking it off, or dropping the puck, I guess is a better word to use there, term. Uh, we're really excited here because, uh, guess what? National Predators hockey is something we have to react to in this episode. This is yes. the first time in, what, four months? Four months that we yes. get to react to Nashville yeah. Predators hockey. There was yeah. hockey on the ice. Players were wearing Nashville Predators jerseys in Tampa this past weekend. We had the development camp, but we, you know, that was... Yeah. That was, they were playing was, against each other, though. They were, but now we've got actual team hockey. versus another team. Yes. yes. It was awesome. awesome. It, I, uh, and I got, I got to give a lot of credit to uh, Nashville Predators website, the official website, uh, Brooks Bratton, who runs the... Uh, <laughs> does all the stuff that keeps mm-hmm. us all in check here and keeps us in tune. They put a link out there for all of us normal fans to watch it. And I know some people were kind of like complaining about it. Like the, the resolution wasn't good or the picture hey. for on my end, it was like watching a regular game on my phone. Like it was perfect. Yeah. I watched a little so, bit on my phone too. Yeah. It looked, looked fine to me. Yeah, it was great. So uh, it was the Tampa lightning broadcast. Like they were, it was an emphasis on on the because they were the ones hosting of the prospect showcase. But uh, it was it was a really good broadcast. I gotta say, uh, it was really. Uh, I watched most of it on Saturday. I had time to watch it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was good to see. So we're gonna react to that. We also have to finish off our season preview series, which we have done now for the past two episodes, and we're gonna round out our season preview series on catfish and ice with the goaltenders. And if you've been a Predators fan for any more than a year, you know how important the goaltenders are to this franchise. It's my favorite topic. Yeah. And, I mean, it's going to have to carry the team again this year, most likely. So we're going to preview that. And then guess what, everyone? We have a new segment being premiered tonight on Episode 67, and that is our, our main man, Kyle Perkins, his own his own segment. Yep. Perks picks and as we get into the season, it's premiering tonight, but as we get through the season, every week he's going to give us our top picks of what happened that week in National yep. Predators hockey. Whether <laughs> it's the games, whether it's they won, they lost, which players stood out, we don't know yet. We're going to go through that. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. He it's is premiering his segment tonight. He's going to join us later on in the episode. You're going to have to download the episode tomorrow if you're watching the stream right now to uh, yep. to really see what that segment's all about. So go do that. Until then, let's get into it. Of course, we were brought to you by DraftKings. We were part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Let's get into it right now with our preview series. Let's finish previewing 
the full Predators roster. We've already done the defensemen. We've already done the forwards. And now we're getting to the goaltenders. And um, what we better did. way to start this, obviously, with UC Soros. Yes. And, uh, and, and there's a lot of time. Lindsay, real quick, our friend Lindsay's on here already. She's here for the goaltender talk because she's a huge David Riddick fan. We'll be talking about him next. We're so. about to get into some David Riddick yeah. for sure. Yep. And also, Lindsay is in the podcast, Fantasy Hockey League as well. She Real is. quick, we have one more spot available in that podcast league. So if you're watching the stream right now, shoot us a DM. Uh, we might have one more spot available. We'll find out. We have that one spot. We'll let you know if uh, the spot's available or not. But – that league's going to be fun. Lindsay's in there. Yep. I feel like Lindsay's going to crush all of us in that league, but we'll we'll find out. All right, yep. so uh, UC Soros, he is probably the one reason why anyone would think the Preds might be able to make the playoffs this year. Is that exactly. me being a little bit too overly critical, or do you think uh, do you think that has some merit to it, Rich? You you are not being overly critical. You're absolutely correct because that is exactly what happened last year. Had it not been for UC Soros. They wouldn't have had a prayer. They wouldn't have. They wouldn't have even sniffed the playoffs. Yeah. Think back about how many games he kept them in it, and even the games that they wound up losing, he stood on his head and was just played incredible. So and even uh, yeah, yeah, even even in the early part of the season when they were losing games, there were games where Soros, it yeah. was almost like, what are we doing here? Like we're not mm-hmm. giving this guy any chance to put together yeah. a good game. And no. so uh, it finally started resulting in wins for him, and he went he went into this level where people were having realistic discussions about him being in the Vesna Trophy conversation. Absolutely. And there were a lot of people that were ticked off, mostly in Nashville area, about mm-hmm. um, him not even getting a nomination for the Vesna. Yeah, and that's that's a crime for how he played. Yeah, I mean, had and he not so, been injured, I think he would have got a lot more votes. But but he's also in the top conversation right now, preseason wise, of being in that conversation for a Vesna again. So uh, let's let's look. He's entering his sixth in an NHL season, yep. his second as a projected number one starter. So really, he is still so early in his NHL career, and a lot of people kind of forget that because. He's been around for so long. He's mm-hmm. been backing up Pecorine for so long that uh, people forget that. He's still very young and new to this as well. We, we yeah. think about the Predators right now as a whole as being a very young team, as being a very uh, youthful team, as you will. And Soros still kind of fits into that. Let's be honest here because he he's entering his second season as the number one starter. Yeah, and last season, yeah, and years, last yep. last season he entered the season as the starter, but you still had Pecorine hanging around there, and there were still a lot of people who thought Pecorine should be the starter. So he yeah. he's actually entering his first season as being the undisputed number one starter for the he Preds. Did. Yeah, you're right. And, and last season Pecorine stepped in a few times. Obviously, when Saros was hurt, he played like. I don't know. It was like five or six games in a row, and just held held the uh, kept the ship afloat. And yeah, he still did. He still did well. But you know, Saros, man, once he well, there's there's also Ooh. all those there's also all those times in the past where Saros came in 
in relief of Pecorine in yep. playoff games. It happened in the Star Series. It even happened against the Penguins in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. yeah. So Soros yeah, has mean, seen the bright lights. He's not going to be shied away from this moment. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about his confidence level at all. What I'm no. worried about is the team in front of him. Can they buck up defensively? Can they protect their goaltender? Can they make it to where he has a chance to do what he did towards the end of last season? But a goaltender can only do so much. They, you're absolutely right. And I think I was actually thinking about it uh, earlier today. So we've talked about how, you know, Saros gets off to bad starts to the season or whatever. But if you really realistically look at it, it's it's kind of on the team in front of him. I mean, that, yeah. that happened. It happened uh, the, the season when it paused because of COVID. Pecorine actually got off to a bad start, but that was because of the team in front of him was not that great. Yeah, for the most then, part, yeah. And then for the most part, you know, they had their moments, but – and then, you know, last season with the shortened uh, season, they did not get off to a good start. They eventually caught on, which – and that's what we're hoping. They just carry that yeah. momentum. So, I got some year. I got some career numbers for Soros just to catch up everyone, catch up myself, yeah. catch up Rich as well. Career numbers, pretty much – Soros's career numbers are what you want in a franchise goaltender. They really are. I mean, in his full body of work. He, he is right where you want a franchise goaltender to be. A 92 save percentage, 2.5 goals against average. That's right on par with where you're going to see most of your great career goaltenders. You go yep. and look at Hockey Reference or you look at any NHL uh, website and you look at career numbers for goaltenders. All the great ones, they're around that number. Yeah. Now, obviously, Soros has a much smaller sample size. So you gotta you gotta look at that. But I'm saying where he's at right now in his career, he is on that trajectory of being a franchise goaltender. Now he has to prove it. Now the chips are on the table. He is the primary starting franchise goaltender. He got the contract. He's he's there. He's here for the at least the next four years, unless he becomes trade bait. But you can't predict that right now. Yeah, and so in, in the immediate future, he is the goaltender that's going to have to carry this team farther than what any of us are predicting this team to go, which yeah. is probably miss the playoffs. Yes. And he's going to also have to play the most games of his career uh, oh, so far. Easily, easily. Yeah, easily, yeah. Barring, played- any inju- barring any injuries, he's going to – He's going to be right up there. So I wrote the, wrote this down as well. So when Pecorine was really the team's workhorse and he was mm-hmm. carrying this team, even when Saros was behind him, but even before Saros got here, right. Rene was starting 50, 60-plus games per year. Yep. Uh, he, was, he was the workhorse. And this team has always been a goaltender-centric team. Uh, mainly because of Pecorine. And mm-hmm. so you look at you look at Pecorine when he was in his heyday. I mean, he was f- 55 or more starts for pretty much every season he started. Yep. Uh, he even had yeah. a season in 2011-12 where he started over 70 games. That's insane. In a season. Yes. And so, if you look at Saros, the most he's ever started, 2019-20 season, 40 games. That's the most he's ever – played 
Well, games played, but that's kind of related. His right. actual yeah. his most starts in a season are even lower than that. Like, I mean, he's yeah, he's going to shatter. Yes, you're right. No, you're good. 35 last season. I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. You're good. He's going to shatter his career high this year. He's going to barring injury. Barring injury, he's going to be the workhorse. And uh, so he has to keep track with these career numbers that he's already put out there, and I think we'll be fine. The problem we have right now is he's going to have a lot of mistakes in front of him, and that's just the way it goes when you're going young, when you're going with an inexperienced roster, and you are going through this rebuild. You're going to have a lot of mistakes, and Soros is going to have to make some really – crazy critical saves and and have some games where I mean I'm sorry he defies all logic and he carries the team to a victory when probably the team didn't have any business winning that game and I feel like that's kind of the season we're going into right now I agree with that um the silver lining is you know they they had young players step in last season you know there was a a stretch when Victor Arvidsson was hurt he's gone now uh, Callie Yarncroft's gone. Uh, they, he, I don't remember him being injured at all last season, but they, he, Saros has had young guys in front of him and hopefully they can just, like I said, carry on and carry on just like it was the, the uh, second half yeah. of last season. They got to carry it over for sure. Definitely. Um, and also when it comes to Saros, another thing about him is, uh, he's got, he's got more pressure on him now than he's ever had no, in, in his past. In his past, he still had Rene there as I don't want to say a, a safety net, but just kind of like he was there. Like you yep. had a one A and you had a one B. Yep. So if, if if things went really sour with one of them, you had the other hanging around. And so now Soros is the number. There's no dispute. There's no goaltender battle in training camp. Nothing like that. It's Soros. Now, let's let's go ahead and segue now. Perfect segue to David Riddick. <laughs> Lindsay, yes. I hope you're listening now. Big save Don't Dave. Don't get mad at us what we say, but we have big save Dave. And guess what? The Predators went out over this offseason and checked off a big part off their checklist, which was yeah. getting a quality, trusted veteran backup goaltender. And that's what they did with David Riddick. They did. Now, Here's the thing about David Riddick for me. I feel like he can definitely be a goaltender who can come in and and give you spot starts when you need them because I don't like the thought of Soros having to start 60-plus games. No, I actually don't no. like that thought at all because no. it's not good on a goaltender to have to start that many games, and I don't feel good about it. So David Riddick has also some pressure on him to a lesser degree, but in my mind, still pressure to show the coaching staff and show the team that when he starts, he's not a liability. He can also carry the team to victory. He can also uh, carry, you know, do the things that he needs to do as a goaltender to to where you don't have to start sorrows every single game because you know you have a quality goaltender backing him up, and that that would be David Rick. How do you feel about it, Rich? I agree 100%. Um, Lindsay said Riddick will give you 25 plus games easy. That's that's good news. Um, I'm would, not gonna lie, that would be great. I would, I would yeah, sign would up for awesome. that in a heartbeat. 
Yeah, I'm not going to lie. He wasn't the first choice when we were talking about this uh, for a backup goaltender. I was looking more for like Yaroslav Halak or Omar or one of those guys. But looking at his numbers, I mean, he looks good. Um, Lindsay's watched obviously him more than we have. She says that, that he's good to go. And I think that's awesome. I would really like to see him step into a um, kind of a one, a one B not, not, not taking out, trying to take over the starter role, but just having that confidence that he can step up and, and you can always count on him no matter what, you know, when, when Saros can't well, play. So here's how I feel about Riddick. Riddick's in a spot in his career in his own personal career where he's trying to show that he actually wants to be a starter somewhere else. Yeah. Because I don't think there's a direct path for him to be a starter, a full-time starter here for the Predators. Yeah. Uh, so he is, he's kind of in an audition role here with the Predators. Let's be honest mm-hmm. here. And so if he goes out here and he's just amazing and just really showing out in his backup role, then other teams are going to be interested in him. And mm-hmm. we know what's going on with the Predators right now when it comes to their goaltenders situation. And that's why we're previewing it right now. You have Connor Ingram, who's down in Milwaukee, who everyone wants to see what he's going to do in Milwaukee right now because his last full season in the AHL, he was by far, no no questions about it, the best no, goaltender in the AHL. So, you've all, and of course, you've got our 11th overall pick, from 2020, Iroslav Askarov, who is also out there. So there's a lot of uncertainty and competition uh, when it comes to Nashville goaltenders. And so if you're David Riddick, he he's trying to show, hey, I'm here. I, yep. Hey, I, I might be a backup right now, but there's another team who <laughs> needs to make me, make me their starter. And yeah. so I have a lot of faith in him right now. Yeah, I do too. I'm looking at his numbers. Um, his 2018-19 season, he had 42 games started, 27 wins and nine losses. That's that's pretty strong. So yeah. And then and then the next season, he actually started 48 games. So yeah, for Calgary, he's, he's, it, it de- definitely appears that he's got it in him. So he like definitely has it in him, and I think he's a quality backup for right now. And w- and we'll see how the season goes. You never know what injuries are going to come up. You never know what's going to happen. And so I think the Predators did a really good job. I think David Poyle did a really good job of solidifying that important spot on your roster, which is having a quality backup goaltender. And so I think that's what David Riddick is. So I feel good about it. I do too. I'll be interested to see how the starts are divvied up and – uh, I mean, you would obviously already expect Riddick to start on back-to-backs, and there's over 10 back-to-backs on the schedule yeah. this season. So, um, obviously, he's going to get more starts than that, but I, I just want to see how much they divvy up the starts between Soros and Riddick and uh, how much confidence they really have in Riddick, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll, we'll find out in the first 10 or 20 games – how yeah. each goaltender is playing, how the team in front of them is playing, how the team is doing. And then we'll kind of see pretty quick kind of uh, what the coaching staff wants to do. And so uh, and, let, let's and, go down to Milwaukee. Yeah, go well, ahead, real Rich. Quick, I was just, just going to say real fast, like, and it also, you know, the younger guys that are coming in, there are some of those guys who have, there's big expectations on them as well, like Carrier and Tanner Janot, those guys. 
they're going to need to step up as well and, and, you know, protect the net, <laughs> whoever's in it, Riddick or Soros, they, they need to step up and protect it. So. Yep, for sure. Uh, let's go down to the AHL here. Cause let's talk about Connor Ingram. We just talked about him a little bit and I, we can't overlook Connor Ingram because he no. is the type of goaltender where if he is just, let's just say that either Soros or Riddick are struggling badly or an injury happens, or something happens, Ingram's right there. And he, a lot of people are already kind of like, before Riddick was signed, a lot of people are already thinking that Ingram could be the backup. And I was always on the side of, I want to see him in Milwaukee for another yeah, season. For a little longer. Yeah. I would like to get yeah. one more full season in Milwaukee out of him. And so it looks like that's what's going to happen. And again, that's why I think the David Riddick move is such a good move. Because you're giving Connor Ingram another season to develop yeah. in Milwaukee for a really good team. And so uh, I'm really, really very, very intrigued to see what Connor Ingram can do uh, for a full season again with Milwaukee, looking at what he did in his last season for the Admirals in 2019 uh, 20. Yep. He will, um, yeah, he will definitely be the person if something happens, he'll be called up. For sure. Those were video game numbers he put up for the Admirals oh, yeah. the last time he was playing full time. Yeah. And so uh all they, eyes they were well on, on their way to winning the championship. Had had they not yep. shortened the, AHL, yeah. the season, they would have definitely won the AHL championship. Yep. And then let's talk. We're about to really get into the uh rookie camp this past weekend in the prospects showcase. But we're talking about goaltenders here, so I definitely want to get into uh Devin Cooley as well. Because I feel like he's really, really done really well this offseason to uh, improve his stock in this organization. He uh, had a really good development camp, and and then he followed it up this past weekend with some really, really strong saves. And he's made a really good case for himself to be the backup goaltender in Milwaukee and, and get plenty of starts this season on the AHL level. Yeah, I think so too. He was um, actually. I was looking on Elite Prospects. He's they have him in Milwaukee for this upcoming season. Yeah, so last season he was with the Florida, Florida Everblades, played twenty two games for them, and then uh, two games for the Chicago Wolves, which was the Milwaukee Admirals. Since they didn't have the season, that's who they were playing for. So yeah, um, yeah, he didn't I think get a lot of time. He did. Yeah, I think he's going to be the second guy uh, backing up Connor Ingram. Yep. Definitely. And so that's kind of the pecking order you have right now with the with the Predators goaltender system because Irislav Eskarov is still very much kind of in the distant future. And so yeah. as much height as he has right now, he's far off. So if we're thinking short-term future right now, he really can't come into the uh into the equation right now. And no. so that's why uh David Riddick again and Lindsay, who is a huge fan of David Riddick and, uh, and also is so kind to interact with our podcast all the time, yes. and we appreciate her so much. Uh, just speaking to her, uh, I that's why I'm so uh, happy about having him in Nashville is because mm -hmm. we need someone like him who can be a veteran press locker room. He is a, he's a classy player. He's going to be great for the team. I do feel really good about him coming in and starting behind Soros. And honestly, what I hope for Riddick is that he can 
put together a strong case for himself to get mm-hmm. a new gig somewhere else, possibly where he could be a starter again. That's kind of mm-hmm. what I hope for Riddick because I don't know if there's a good pathway for him here in Nashville to get the role that he wants yeah. to get, which is to be a starter. And so, yeah. uh, I agree with that. Yeah. So, got, uh, I'm he, happy he to have him though. Star off, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Exactly. Definitely. And, it's, and it's like we said before, it's good that we have someone who's watched him play before and is, can attest to how well he plays. So, that's a big help. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome. And so that's going to wrap up our season preview series. Go back and listen to pre- our last two episodes to catch out our preview of the uh, forwards and the defensemen. We need a full preview of the entire roster and uh, kind of let you know how we feel about it. Uh, it's a roster that's very hard to predict right now, let me tell oh, you. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's yeah. there's been so much that's happened. And so uh, we, we kind of try to break it down. And so – the goaltenders wraps up our preview series. So go back and listen to previous episodes. Let's get into our next segment of Catfish and Ice, episode 67, season two. Season two. Brand new season. Just like awesome. the Preds are about to start a new season. We have so hockey close. back, and so it's time to so react to some actual hockey. Yep. We haven't done that in four months. We haven't done that since the Preds nice. got knocked out by the Hurricanes. And so – uh we have this prospect showcase going on down here in Tampa. You've got the Preds, you've got the Panthers, you've got the Lightning, and you've got the Hurricanes. Now, the Predators have not played the Hurricanes yet. They will play them tomorrow, tomorrow. Yep. on Tuesday morning. So if you're listening to the podcast uh, the next day, then it's going on right now probably, actually. But um, yeah. So the Preds played this past weekend down in Tampa. The prospects did, and it was – for me, it was highly anticipated. Like, I could not wait to see oh, yeah. all these prospects we've been talking so much about over the offseason actually play against other competition, you know. And so, of course, Phil Tomasino headlines that, and he didn't disappoint at all. Yeah. No. I think Two goals, I, a goal in each game. Yeah. That's, that's good. For anyone, for anyone who didn't know why Phil Tomasino gets all this hype, if they That's watched right. him play this weekend, their answer is so, they know why now. They know why now. I mean, he looked so comfortable on the ice. He looked crisp. He looked like he was – it almost looked like he was almost – it was almost not fair for him to be out there is what I got out of it. Uh, he looked that comfortable out there. And he got two goals. He scored the first goal of the entire weekend for the Predators. And then you got a big goal that was shared across social media on the Predators' uh, social media account where you saw a lot of chaos in front of the net. He found the loose mm-hmm. puck, and he buried yeah, it. One. And yep. one thing I know – one thing I'm, we already kind of knew this, but we're seeing it more and more. Tomasino just knows what to do when he gets the puck in the right spot. Like, he just – he doesn't second-guess himself. He just fires it. He knows how to beat goaltenders. And he's just like – he's – He's, a, he's just a very smart player out there. So yeah. that's kind of what I got out of it this weekend. His, Reinforced it. Yeah, his, the seasons when he played in Canada, um, I mean, he was like a man among boys. He scored like an insane amount of goals. And um, I think he's ready. I think he's really making this pa- the, it This past shortened season in the NHL for the Chicago Wolves, I yep. mean, he put up crazy efficient numbers. Yep. Numbers you don't see very often. <laughs> at the yeah, AHL, even at the AHL level, you don't see it very often. Yeah. And so he's just on that 
he's on that track. He he's really on that track where, mm-hmm. I mean, he it's it's there for the taking for him to earn a starting spot. I think so. on opening night against the Kraken, like he's yeah. right there. Yeah, coaches know it. Coaches see him. They know who he is. I mean, he's gonna have to have a really really bad camp training camp where yeah. coaches see some kind of type of red flag where. I don't yeah. see how he doesn't get the starting lineup. I just I just don't see that happening. He is like I remember before last season he was talking about like he wanted to be on a roster like last year. Like that's all he's worked for. He wants to be on this team. So he's you don't see him. A you don't, you don't see you don't, you don't see him in the starting lineup on opening night. <sighs> I don't know. It's it's so hard to just pick. Who's even going to be in the starting lineup? Well, I'm, throw, asking, I'm not asking you how you feel. I know. I'm asking you what you think the coaches are going to do. I, I would say no. I would yeah. say no. Not not yet. I um, feel that way too. I'm kind of leaning that way as well. But but like when he when he is ready, who who are you going to you know where is he going to play? Who's he going to play with? That's the big huge question that we always talk about. Big yeah. huge decision for Hines to, to where to slot him in and who's not going to get the play. So uh, I don't know. Very good really, point. We've talked really about it pick. in the past. We we've talked about, about it so time. much on this damn podcast mm-hmm. about where do you put him. Uh, but yeah, if you so have a if you have a player of his skill level, you find room. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, you find he, room. I, I think if he gets into camp, he's going to be hurting somebody's feelings because they're going to look and, at him. And they're going to be like, okay, he's doing better than player X, Y, or Z. Yeah. So, you know, and if you have to play. ruffle some feathers, and if and if you have to take some people yeah. off, then so be it. But that's what a head coach does. You have you to make the right decision for the team. And the reason why I feel like I'm kind of with you, Rich. I don't think he's going to be a starter right away. Hope I'm wrong. I'm me personally speaking. I would love for him to start. But I'm right there with you. I feel like he's not going to start right away. So yeah. I, I feel like John Hines is going to go the safe route. He's going to go the veteran route to some degree. And yeah. Nick Cousins is actually a player that I look at that takes a roster spot away from Philip Thomasino. I agree with that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's the, the chief agitator on the team. He's the first uh, player I look at that kind of takes up a spot ahead of Thomasino. In the starting lineup, yeah, yeah, him or um, I hate to say it, I know they just traded for him, but maybe Cody Glass. It just depends on how he performs. Yeah, I think Cody Glass is in. Yeah, I do but too. I'm you just could also just... say that maybe those two players will battle. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's a uh, healthy scratch involved. But I will be really upset actually if they healthy scratch Thomasino. Yeah, that would. He be... either needs to be playing for Milwaukee. Or he needs to be playing on the Predators. If they waste him on the bench, I will be. That would not be good. Yeah, yeah. That, would be, that would be horrible. We definitely don't want to see that. And Cody Glass has all this upside. People are excited about him. So, as you just alluded to, Rich, what do you do with all these players? Like, I mean, yeah. it's it's a good problem to have, but it's also you got to make sure you right, make the right decision. And yeah. that's a and tough decision to have. Yeah, and there's players that we like a whole lot that – are probably well, going to get left out as well. Well, you have the herd line, which everyone feels like that's solidified. So you can't touch that, right? So can't it's kind of comes down. It comes down to that third line. It really does. Yeah. So I'm looking at Rocco Grimaldi. 
Mm, yeah, just I don't know. Yeah, I mean Rocco. I mean Rocco Grimaldi. I, I have a hard time thinking that he gets in the lineup. But let's get back in. We're getting yeah. off the tracks a little bit we here. We are. It's, we're so excited we talk, about the season. When you talk about Philip Tomasino, it gets you off the tracks because you try to find room for him on the lineup. But yes, he had a really, really big weekend. He lived up to the hype. He did what he had yeah. to do. So great job by him as well. But let's talk about Igor Afanasyev as well. Had a really strong weekend so far. Uh, he had an assist. Prospect. <laughs> he is my favorite prospect. He, is. he had a really strong assist to Tomasino. He scored a goal. He, he he's doing good things. He looked really good out there as well. He looked very comfortable. His what stands out to me from this past weekend with Afanasiev is his skating. He is powerful. Yeah. He he is he he skates into the zones with so much power. It's yeah. like, please stop him. Please do something to keep him from doing what he wants to do. And then once he can get that shot off, I mean, you want to see a little bit more accuracy out of this shot. I think that's going to come the more he gets yeah. comfortable. The guy has still never played in the AHL. Yeah, that's – yeah. And he's, and got, very, gonna... he's got very limited, limited time in the KHL. So yeah. – but I, I haven't watched a lot of KHL, but I just imagine it being really rough. It's a really very rough. tough league. Probably, can, I would, if, yeah, I would think maybe tougher than the AHL. I don't know. If that you can for play fact, in the KHL, then you're right. It, it's two yeah. different styles, though. It is KHL and styles. NHL, are two right. different styles, but they're both very, very competitive. And yeah. so, I think it it's going to be an easy transition for him in the AHL. Yeah. I, I I expect him to flourish down there. Yeah. I really do. But the thing about Afanasyev is I want to see him really put together a full season in Milwaukee yep. to really show that, okay, he's he's definitely next up. Like, yep. past this season, he's next up um, to get in the NHL. And mm-hmm. so he had a really – he had a good weekend. There was nothing he did to make you think otherwise. Like, so I felt good about what I saw out of him. Like I said, a strong skater, a great shot. That shot's going to get more and more accurate. He's going to get more and more comfortable. I expect, I expect him to possibly be the leading point, uh, no. point getter awesome. on the on the Admirals this this upcoming season because yeah. he does it in both ends. He he scores goals. He, he he piles up assists as well. He he knows how to be in the right spot when he needs to be in the right spot to score goals for his team. So he's going to have gonna a very be, productive year. Yeah. It's going to be good to have him in the AHL because, like, he's played in the KHL and, like, we keep up with him from a distance. But now that he'll be here, we can kind of, like, keep more of a more tra- better track of what he's, what's going on with him and stuff. So, it's exciting. I can't wait till he, till he eventually is playing for the Predators. That's going to be awesome. I mean, this, so the starting lines for the Prospect Showcase was pretty interesting. So, they had Tomasino um, – on oh, yeah. you, you, they had Tomasino up there, of course. They have uh, they had Afanasia. They had uh, Zachary Larue up there. Uh, the power experience. the power play unit was really interesting as well. You got Tomasino, Afanasia, Zachary Larue, Zach Solo, Cole Smith, Tommy Novak, David Ferrance. They were all out there wow. on the power play, and uh, what? So they they lost to Tampa Bay in the first game. And uh, it was it was a close game there till the end, yeah. and uh, I mean, really, it just came down to defensive breakdowns. Uh, 
there were pl- there was plenty of offense. There was plenty of chances yeah, right. to score on both ends. Again, I thought Devin Cooley and, and Tomas Vomachka played strong games in net. I don't think it was anything they did wrong. But the Preds did lose the first game against Tampa on Saturday, five to two. Uh, you got goals from Tomasino and Cole Smith. Cole Smith had a really, really good goal on a wrister. Awesome. Broke out in the zone. It was a two-on-one, and he could have passed it, and instead he, he decided to shoot. And I know good. fans love that. Fans that's always what, want you to shoot. Oh, yeah. That's and he shot. Says. And he – I mean, that goaltender had no chance. He just put it right over his shoulder and put it in the net. A very accurate shot. Very good-looking but that made it three to two. So they hung around, but there were a lot of defensive breakdowns this past weekend. And those are things that, yeah, they bother you, but they're going to work on those things. Oh, yeah. And um, I think it was Jeremy Gover uh, who put it on Twitter, basically saying uh, the a lot of your defensemen that played in this showcase, they're, they're, they're a ways away from being on the NHL yeah, level absolutely. outside of David Ferentz. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so now they know, you know, they, that's what these showcases are for, to tell them what they need to work on. So now they got their homework assignment. Yeah, you can't you can't focus on the final scores that much. Now, I will say, they gave up eight goals yeah. to the Florida Panthers in the second game. They did. I saw that's that. a little bit so of I, a problem. Yeah, I got to watch a little bit of it. When I was watching, it was five to two. And the Predators scored two really quick goals, made it 5-4, and then I had to stop watching. So, But then I saw the final score, and I was kind of like, Oof. Yeah, it was 8-5. to five. I mean, pretty. it's sloppy. I mean, these players haven't played with each other ever, hardly. Yeah. So you kind of like overlook that a little bit, at least I do. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, these players have never played with each other for the most part. And th- most of the time, it's going to be the defensive part of the game that's going to that's gonna lack. And so that's kind of why you see these uh, high scores. But eight goals right. still looks pretty bad. But either way, either I thought way. we saw some good things from the uh, from the showcase. And we still have one more game against the Hurricanes. We'll see how they do. Again, the biggest thing you wanted to see was how does Tomasino look? How does mm-hmm. Afanasiev look? How does – let's talk about Zachary LaRue. I thought he looked that's pretty good. I mean, I this, is his first, this is his first action. I mean, I, I don't think he – necessarily stood out and was like a leader necessarily. Yeah. They just like, was like, Oh my God, we, we can't get enough of this guy, but it was also his first action. And he's on a, even for him, this is a big stage. This is a big moment for it him. Is. And so I don't think he looked horrible. I just don't think he stood out a lot either. He, uh, he's definitely an aggressive style player. Like, I mean, he gets in there and he makes things yeah. happen and, well, I think like at the, before the development camp, I don't think he played for like a few months is what he said, yeah. I believe. So, you know, he's getting in there. But I will tell you, like, Predators fans are super high on Zachary LaRue. Like, we oh, love yeah. him. I mean, I mean, we everybody's like, get him developed as soon as you can because we want him playing. So maybe he, maybe they'll put him on the fast track or something. When we'll get him in there sooner than yeah. normal. One more prospect I don't want to overlook that out of the weekend who I thought looked really good and looked really comfortable out there was Yusuf Parsonen. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, he came over from Finland. Yeah. He's playing over in Finland right now. And he came over to play in this, participate in this. 
That's a big deal. That is That's a, a really deal. big deal. And yeah. his skating, dare I say, looked like Roman Yossi a couple oh, wow. times. I mean, I like it. that's what I saw out of you so far. And he was skating into that zone. He was gliding. I mean, he was yeah. – that's why I like to say gliding. He's just like moving. And he – a couple times he brought it around the net. He was setting things up. That's what – Roman Yossi does that on the regular. Yeah, and that's what I saw. When I caught Parson in, he was doing those types of things. So it was really cool to see him in there as well. Uh, he's another uh, prospect that's just really, really high up there as far as potential. Yeah, our friend <clears throat> Kyle Perkins, who we're going to be talking to in a little bit, is really high on him and said he was watching him play and said he looked amazing. So that's awesome. It's good to have those guys in the pipeline, man. We need them. We're definitely going to need them. Very cool. Yep, for sure. Yeah. So uh, the the rookie camp was fun to see. It was it was awesome to finally have some hockey on the ice and for us to react to that. And guess what? We have preseason hockey coming up. Like we do. Very very camp. soon. Training, Training camp, camp starts on Wednesday. Yep. Which yep. is like less than forty eight hours from right now, which is yep. amazing. And, then, and uh, also, I mean, it's just it's going to come really quick. Like we have like yeah. a really. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, it will. It's, uh, you know, training camps on Wednesday and then the first, uh, the uh, doubleheader exhibition games are on Sunday. So, yeah, we get to play those Florida Panthers again. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, so it's going to be the training camp roster is actually projected to be released on Wednesday, I believe, as well. Yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah. And so we'll get to see exactly who's coming to training camp. And I know there's a little bit of, um, uncertainty on that we'll have to see who out of this uh, prospect showcase which players actually get invited to training camp so that'll be interesting to see yeah we'll uh we'll find out um i mean we can kind of guess on a few but you know just you know what else is interesting though rich what's up we have nfl football going on right now and uh we just watched week two week two was insane there were so many comeback ins I watched the end of the Titans game, man. They flipped yes. over. I can't get those, a, I can't get game. those games up here. And uh, that yeah, was I like uh, so. So so the Titans coming back and winning really made me feel like I was watching the Predators because that's what the Predators like to do. Yep. And uh, so guess what? We are presented by DraftKings, and there's another really good offer for you going on right now with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, we just watched Week Two. We're going into Week Three of the NFL season. DraftKings is the official betting partner of the NFL. And we're going to kick off another action-packed week with DraftKings for new customers. You can win $150 in free bets right now. All you got to do is bet $1 on any NFL game. That's all you got to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets. When you place a $1 bet on any football game, that's promo code THPN. This week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official betting partner of the NFL, must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. A minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or an Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. 
So yeah, free money. The the NFL bets keep coming. So if you haven't gotten on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, we have this awesome promo code THPN for all of our awesome listeners to use right now. So go get DraftKings Sportsbook app now and do that for week three of NFL action. Uh, yeah, the Titans really put me through a hard time on Sunday, but they won. I didn't think they were going to win. I didn't think either. there was any chance in hell they were going to win, but they did. Yeah. So You can thank uh, Henry. Yeah, uh, Derek Henry. Derek Henry I, yeah. still almost like another guy. Almost like when you're I, – I can kind of draw a comparison here. Almost like last season when it's like you can thank UC Soros for the Predators winning. Yep. That's kind of what happened on Sunday with the Titans. You can thank Derek Henry. There were some yeah. other good things that happened as well. But, yeah, Derek Henry was just a monster. What's the Titans kicker's name? What's his name? Uh, I don't know because they signed him off the street, basically. Okay, okay. So I was sitting there. Uh, I, was, I was talking to my wife, uh, and I was like – Bullock, I think Bullock. Bullock, Bullock that's right. Yeah. Bullock. I was talking to my wife, and I was like, all right, if this guy does not hit this field goal, he will not be able to show his face in Nashville ever. Ever, if yeah. he misses this. And he nailed it, so it was awesome. If he would have missed it, honestly, he would have joined, like, the 20 other Titans kickers who exactly. have missed field goals like that. Yeah. So he actually would blend in. It That's wouldn't even true. be that big of a deal. Yeah. But, uh, Nobody but yeah, they recognize yeah. him. Yeah. It was a big win, though, for the Titans, it so was. it was awesome. It was good All right, so guess what? Episode 67 is not over, because guess what? We are debuting a new segment on the podcast it's going to be a weekly segment on the podcast every Monday. Kyle Perkins is going to join us and do his Perks picks. It's going to be the biggest things that stood out from the Predators that week. We are starting it this week in episode 67 with his top picks from the rookie camp, which happened this past weekend, what we just yep. talked about. So stay tuned for that. If you're watching the stream right now, you're going to have to go download the podcast tomorrow. It will be available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, all the main podcast platforms. So go do that. It will also be on our social media at Catfish Ice on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So make sure you go do that if you're watching the stream right now. Until then, we'll see you on the other side of the break. This is Chad Mitt with Rich Howe. This is episode 67 of Catfish and Ice. And we're back on episode 67 of Catfish on Ice. We appreciate you uh, sticking around with us and listening as we're getting closer and closer to the Nashville Predators season. We've already seen the rookie camp. We just talked about that. We opened up and finished up our Nashville Predators season pre-series talking about the goaltenders. But we are really pumped up and amped up right now because we got a new segment starting weekly segment on episode 67 and that is perks picks and that is kyle perkins who's going to be joining us every week this guy is the man he knows what he's talking about he puts out awesome memes he's hilarious go follow him at, at k perk at k perk 86 if you're not following him you're doing something wrong so go follow him and he's joining us every week on our podcast to give us hits on what stood out from the national predators as we get games on, we're going to see a lot of action on the ice. But guess what? We just saw action this past weekend with the rookie camp and the prospect show pay, showcase. And so, uh, Kyle, how, how are you doing tonight, man? Doing great. Doing great. The heat's kind of laid off up here in Kentucky. So, oh, 
It's it's been awful so nice the last day or two. Yeah, it has been nice. So the miserable the heat's laid off, and that has you ready for this uh, this episode. Oh, right? oh, it's hockey weather. It's it's hockey weather. It's hockey yes, weather. Sir. Yes. A lot of people say it's football weather, but really it's hockey weather. Nah, football's a it's okay, but yeah, we'll go with hockey. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's hockey weather. All right, yeah. so we got Perks picks debuting for episode sixty-seven. Kyle's going to get us started here. He's going to give us his picks on what stood out from the rookie camp this past weekend in the prospect showcase. Okay, well, I, this week I have six things that I've wrote down right. that kind of stood out to me and we're going to start off with the bad news uh, and that is I, that i defense. think i know where you're going yes <laughs> it's not just the preds defense everybody's defense is pretty bad but yeah the, the preds prospect defense has looked pretty rough in general but then again they've been together for two or three days and they haven't really got anything ready really going one thing i really did notice though is david ference david ference looks amazing and i was talking to one of my friends about it uh either today or yesterday one that it looked like he was just a little bit overzealous with his passing mm-hmm. and yeah. I, he brought up the point that a lot of these guys are coming from junior where they've never really had a defenseman who could pass like that Ooh. that Maybe he's doing it correctly and they're not receiving it correctly. And I believe that may be more the case than what I was thinking. Uh, Ferentz looks polished. Uh, for for his age, he looks really good. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't really surprise me to see him be a top-line guy in Milwaukee this year at maybe get a game or two or three up, depending on how the season goes. Uh, what, do you, what have yeah. y'all seen I on love, the defensive end? Well, so, Kyle, I love that pick, and I always take the bad news before I take the good news in my life. Yep. Whenever someone walks up to me and says, do you want the good news or the bad news first? I always say, I'll take the good, I'll take the bad news first. I always you want know, to get yeah. that part out of the way. So let's get let's get the bad part out of the way first, Kyle, with your uh, first picks here. And um, the defense was really shaky. It was. And we talked about it earlier in episode 67. Um, what I saw was, and what I kind of see out of it is, these players have never played with each other. There's not a lot of chemistry out there. If you see any type of bad play in these types of games, it's probably going to be on the defensive side of things. Mm -hmm. And that's what I saw. I saw uh, in front of the net, there was just a lot of poor play. And even uh, Milwaukee Admirals head coach Carl Taylor, who's kind of the head coach of this whole deal in, uh, in the prospect showcase, um, he, he he basically said the same thing. He basically said that the net front presence was poor. They had a hard time clearing the puck out of the net. And they, those are the kind of mistakes you're going to probably see in these types of games. And so, um, yeah, the defense was definitely shaky, as as uh, Kyle said, for sure. But what you said about David Ferentz is absolutely correct. Um, I remember watching him in the two games he played last season – I was shocked that he didn't get to play longer uh, in more games. Um, I really like him a lot. So well, well Rich, there's a, Rich. Rich, there's two words for that, and that's Ben Harper. I know. That's yeah. Those are that's the bad news. Those are the bad news words. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I said when I started this, it was the good, the bad, and the Ben Harper. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Now, would I say that to yeah. Ben Harper's face? No. 
No, because he would probably kill you with that stick he walks around with. No, I'm uh, (laughs) I'm definitely hiding behind my microphone right now. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So go go with your next pick here, Kyle. So we'll go on to number five on my list, and that would be the man, the myth, the mullet, uh, Zachary LaRue. Uh, Yes. He does have epic hair. We're from Kentucky, and Billy Ray Cyrus is from here. So if we know anything, it's a mullet. So I I, I don't have epic hair. (laughs) <laughs> I used to, not anymore. But yeah, not anymore. I mean, yeah. En- enough about his hair. You can tell <laughs> it is his his first camp. But the effort is there. The effort yep. is there on every play. They had him on a line with Tomasino and Afanasev, and yes. they looked good. I mean, he he didn't end up with an assist, but he was pretty instrumental in the setup of the plays for. Uh, Afanasyev and uh, Tomasino scoring, so that's that's something really good to look forward and to. That, it's not and, it's not always the the box score that's everything. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and that's a big that's a big statement to give a, a young player like him who just got drafted. You're going to go on a line with two prospects who are top prospects in the pool. You just got drafted. You weren't even the top overall pick of the of the draft class. You were the second pick, and there and the, and and Carl Taylor is going to put you on the top line with Tomasino and Afanasiev, who are two top prospects in this pool. That's 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 a really big deal there. They're, they're fast tracking that dude, man. I'm telling yes. you. Yes, and he did a good job. Like I was kind of saying in the previous segment, Kyle, and I'll see if you want to agree with me on this. And you kind of already said it, but I I totally agree with you. He didn't necessarily. He didn't score a goal. He didn't like do anything that you see in the box score right away. But he was out there and he was making things happen. And he was not shying away from the action. He was. He was what he lived up to his reputation out there. And he did take a. I want to say he took a penalty, didn't he? Towards the uh, in the Tampa yeah, he game, took one penalty, penalty, and I'm not really sure it was what it was for. I remember the announcers were kind of confused as well. Yeah, that they- was a. Tampa I Bay think they broadcast. thought it was on somebody else. Uh, mm. So they were all yeah. kind of confused over the penalties. So yeah. well, if you think about, like you just said, about his reputation, if you remember on draft night, he had some pretty strong words uh, about what kind of a player he was. And He likes to go in the corner and dig gonna, the puck out. That's right. He's gonna you can put anybody in the corner and put a puck that's in, it. and I'm coming out with it. And, I, it. and I mean, got to back that up. And I like this pick from you, Kyle, because I felt like he kind of showed that in this prospect yep. showcase. And I think uh, me and Kyle, you were kind of like we were kind of interacting during the during the Tampa Bay game. We were kind of interacting on social media, and I remember telling you, "Yeah, I don't know if this is the setting to be like starting fights and getting agitating, you know." And yeah. All. And you were <laughs> like, "There's always a time for this." <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a bit of. of- I'm a goon fan, so we gotta get we gotta get you a Zachary Larue jersey like ASAP right now. Oh, if if he gets 66, this sweater right here will have a 66. Yeah, we need a. <laughs> we know we know what to get Kyle Perkins for Christmas. Yeah, it's pretty you know, easy. That happens, you know what he's yeah. got to do, man. He's got to go pick out the biggest dude in the yard and pick a fight. Show dominance. Yeah. <laughs> All right, where so we he's go, got yeah. to go knock out Chara. Sure. Oh, well, good luck <laughs> well, with that. Trent already did it. Yeah, Kyle Trinidad already that. did it. He didn't knock him out. He, but he barely hit buckled his knees, but All still right. amazing. Well, anyway. All right. All right, so moving on. Uh, we'll go on to probably one of the more underrated stories of all the Pred prospects. 
and that's Devin Cooley. Yes. Devin Cooley is quietly a very good goalie. He's nothing spectacular to watch per se, but he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He's just a clean, good goalie. And for that reason, I think he has the backup spot to Connor Ingram in Milwaukee locked up at this point. I don't think Vomachka uh, has shown enough to overtake Cooley in that spot. Vomachka has played okay, but Cooley has played really, really well. He, even with how bad the defense was in front of him in the Tampa game, he didn't really allow much in that first uh, what he was kept it? the score close. period and a half. Yeah, yeah he, he kept, kept it close. Score. It was up until it was when he game. got brought. He, he eventually got brought out of the game for Vomachka. Because mm-hmm. they want to see both goaltenders play. Like he didn't get pulled out because of bad play. He got pulled out because you're trying to see both goaltenders. He played well up until that point. I, I want to say the score was three to two when he got pulled out. Um, I, I might so. be wrong on that, but I thought it was three to two. I believe so. That he's just he's a sound goalie. He's like I said, he's nothing. He did what he had to do to, to yeah, earn that he's, spot in Milwaukee. I, I don't know that he'll that. ever come up to being an NHL goalie, but he he I believe he'll be end up being at least a solid AHL guy, if not an NHL backup. Yeah, uh, and that's you know he's a uh, and, come through and college the, and everything else, yeah. so that's not a bad landing spot. And that's what that's what these that's really what these prospect games are all about. It's not all about um, are you going to be in the NHL. 100%. Like these guys are literally battling for their careers mm-hmm. and it's not mm-hmm. always pretty. It's not always a high salary, but these guys are playing the sport they love. And yeah, of course they want to end up in the NHL and win a Stanley cup. That's every competitor's goal, but they also want to play the sport they love. And so you take a guy like Devin Cooley, he made a he, he did. He, he really performed at a high level this past weekend to the point where, yeah, you got to think about he he could put himself in in the AHL in Milwaukee, and so kudos to him, props to him. He had a really really strong uh, showing in these games so far. Yep, very impressive. All right, <clears throat> on to the next one. Uh, this is the third pick, one, right? Yes, three. sir. This is number three, and this one kind of come out of left field for me because I follow a lot of the. Uh, the Russian prospects. I follow yeah. uh, Askarov. You're all about the KHL. Svechkov. You're all about it. I see yeah. you. I see you That's out there awesome. sharing it. Yeah, I, I, I love watching the Russian games. They're a circus. But uh, watch watch a KHL game just for the music. It's it will freak <laughs> you out what they play in those oh, arenas. Okay. But anyways, you so Parsonen. Yes. I don't. I haven't got to watch a whole lot of his. I know um, on the future he, he shares several of his highlights and his updates. I did not realize his puck handling was as good mm-hmm. as it yeah. is. There was a play. Uh, I can't remember if it was the Tampa game or the second game. I'm pretty sure it's the Tampa game. Uh, I think it was too. If I know what you're talking about, if I know where you're going with this. Whenever he carried the puck in like Yos and went around the back of the net with one arm out holding two defenders Mm -hmm. off and stick handling with one hand. And I watching that that was it almost it almost generated a goal. Yes, it was a it 
create a very good high danger scoring chance. And I was very impressed with him. He, he just looks poised. He looks, he's played in an adults league over in Sweden. Mm-hmm. So he plays for a skeleton. Skeletifa? It's, it's Liga. I know it's yeah, Liga. It's, it's, it's in the Liga. Liga in um, yeah. But uh, he played extremely well. And just his puck handling ability. And I'm kind of embarrassed that I know so little about him. Uh, after watching him play like that, I'm definitely well, going to have to. We never it seen him. So, yeah. It kind of takes a full-time job to follow all these uh, prospects, honestly. <laughs> I do not know how some people do it. It's like well, that, I follow well, really closely. Well, that's, why, but, mm-hmm. that's why we lean on people like on the future who's been on the podcast in a previous episode. We lean mm-hmm. on uh, experts like that to uh, help us mm-hmm. out. So, uh, But, oh, yeah, Yusof Parsonen, he, he looks like the type of player where he was almost playing – a little bit out, he was he was outmatching what he was playing with. No disrespect to the people he was playing with, but he looked like he was used to playing. Because you got to think these overseas leagues, even in Finland, not just Russia, but even in Finland, I mean, these are professional leagues. Oh, yeah. And so you take a player, you take a player like Parsonen. He is a young man. He's a young kid, and he's already playing in those types of leagues. He comes over here, and I mean. Yeah, I mean, you see how he was skating. I said, dare I say, Roman Yossi like, and that's what he. That's what. That's instantly what I. What it reminded me of the play that Kyle's talking about, where he brought it into the zone. He had defenders chasing him to get the puck back, and he's just holding them off. He. Found, I wish I remember the player that almost scored the goal. I don't want to be sure wrong it was on LaRue. it. Because was he was LaRue? he was centering Larue and maybe yes. maybe mismatch that game. Oh, yeah, cool. I can't remember. But he he uh, set up a scoring play for sure. Like, and those yeah, are the types was, of things. Those are the types of things that Roman Yossi does all the time. Difference is Roman Yossi's a defenseman, and sometimes we get a little upset because <laughs> Yossi kind of outskates his uh, his uh, teammates and kind of puts the defense in a bad situation. Whereas Parson ends a center. Yep. And so, like I mean, that. you got to be excited about what Parsons is bringing into it. I think he could end up being a solid, uh, like a third line center down the uh, road. Down the road. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like maybe a, at least what, what are we thinking? Like at least like maybe two more seasons. I, I would have to look at his contract and where he's yeah, at on it. But um, he, he's another down the road promising prospect where down the road you feel really excited about him. Yep. Uh, so we'll go on to, and I don't tell a lot of people this, but I'm telling everybody this right now, my favorite prospect in the entire Preds prospect pool. Okay. And that is Yegor Afanasev. Yes. That kid. So I, well, guess what? I, you and Chad are peas in a pod. Cause that's his yeah, favorite prospect. We're peas in a pod, man. Cause I've been saying this for. <clears throat> A while now, ever since yep. almost since he was drafted, honestly, yep. I've been like, like just can't get enough of this guy. His, his to start off with his personality, he's just you can't not like this kid. He's just he's a big goofball, but he's like six three, six four, and two twenty. <laughs> awesome. But my my big thing is. You watched him over the last couple of years when he was in junior, before he went over to the K and played last year and everything else. 
he has grown into his frame. He he looks like he's put on a good 10, 15 pounds. He just looks more into his frame and he's not afraid to use it. And I'm surprised at the speed he's picked up. He's he's not the fastest guy on the ice. He's not Tomasino fast, but the kid can move for somebody his size. Yes. And he is his shot too, man. His shot is killer. His he's he goes to Ovi's office and likes to slap him from there too. Yeah, like to hear that. So I mean I, I he's just he's a man. He looks like a he doesn't look like a kid out there. He's just he's um it looks like a full grown man instead of a prospect. All, I mean, yeah, all you really want to see out of Afanasiev right now is uh you want to see him kind of like round out his game a little bit more, but yep. uh, that's expected at a player his age. He still has never played one minute of AHL hockey yet, which yeah. uh, we, we said in the previous segment that uh, I, we kind of, me and Rich both kind of feel like he's going to, it's going to feel easy for him getting the AHL after playing, getting KHL experience already. I like, think I mean, the AHL for him is going to be like it was for Tomasino last year. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, maybe, uh, Afana Sev, he's he's not that high end scoring talent, but he's gonna body people and kind of have his way gonna, with a lot I, of. Them. I think he's gonna pile up a lot of assists down in Milwaukee. Honestly, yeah. I think he's gonna. I do too, I, and then, I would. It depends on how much Tomasino plays down there, obviously. But I could see Afanasiev leading the team in points. Honestly, yeah, it's, that's, that's just entirely me, possible. That's entirely possible, depending on who's down and who's up. Yes, and, exactly. And we don't know how this roster is going to look. We don't know who's going to get called up and who isn't going to get called up with this team, especially. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I do not envy trying to make that roster decision. Yeah, uh, right. There's, there's All a right, whole we top, lot of. We got our top. Give us your top pick, Kyle. All right, I think everybody knows who the top pick is, and that is Phil Tomasino. Uh, he's an NHL talent. It's just, it's so obvious. And I, w- I want to bring attention to one thing. And this, um, uh, Ann from OTF, uh, you can follow her at Ann K underscore mama on ice. She's an yep. awesome, awesome mm-hmm. lady. She covers the yep. press and she, she was at, um, the practice, uh, whenever they first came into rookie camp. Mm-hmm. So they practice and everybody's rushing off the ice and everybody's all excited. And she posted three pictures and I'll retweet one of them again right here in just a minute. So if you want to jump on Twitter, when you hear this, you'll see it again. And it's instead of leaving, Tomasino goes and grabs a bucket and he goes and kneels down and is picking all the pucks up out of the net. I saw that picture you posted. That is leadership on a team that he wears no letter. On this prospect team, he has no letter. He's not a C. He's not an A. But that's leadership. That's maturity, yep. especially for a kid who's 19, 20 years old. That I can't – his his skating, his puck handling, his wrister, I just – the kid is one of the best forwards that has ever came up through the Nashville system. It's, got, it's really got uh, Captain Britain all over it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's he'll wear a letter someday. That's 
I don't I don't know if he'll wear a C. That's a hard one to call, but he'll he'll definitely wear a letter at some point in his career. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't surprise me if he does wear a C. Yeah, I'm seeing I'm seeing I'm seeing Ann Kay's uh tweet here yeah. and yeah, Ann Kay is awesome. Like you need to be following her. Add yeah. Ann Kay underscore mama on ice. Uh, she writes for uh, on the forecheck and on the future. Yeah, last off the ice and helping to gather pucks. Class act, Tomasino, and it shows Tomasino yeah, helping to pick up the pucks after a practice. Yeah, I mean that's stuff that doesn't normally get noticed, but right. yeah, that's see that, that, that's that kind of stuff. And I talked to Ann about it, and we were of the same opinion. That's something you see out of Ekholm, and mm-hmm. we we know what kind of leader he is to this team and how much he means to him. So it's good to see a younger player that's already starting to kind of display those tendencies. Yeah. Yep. That's a great so top a, pick. Yeah, so, we, so we've so we talked about it before, and as a welcome to you, we're going to ask you this question. Do oh, no. See, oh, no. Oh, no. We've already talked about it. Do you see Philip Tomasino on the roster opening night, October God, 5th? million-dollar question. We'll talk, not, we'll hold, on, hold on, hold on. Let's preface this. Not what what not what would you do, Kyle Perkins? Yes. What do you yeah. think John Hines will do? There you go. Ooh. <laughs> That's what we do when we talk about it. We're like, ooh. The top six is crowded. Yeah. So do you it's do third him line. More? It's the third line. Gotta be third line. He, he, if he if he is up, he's going to be on the third line. Are you doing him any good putting him on the third line? And that's I look another at, I question. Look at Nick Cut- yeah, that's a good point yep. too. We didn't really we we didn't look at it from that angle. What that's kind true. of good are you doing him burying him? He's not going to get a lot of minutes down there. That's a really good point, Kyle. I look at Nick Cousins. Nick Cousins is the only player that I'm like, but Nick Cousins also brings you that goon style that you love, Kyle. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's really hard to find room for him, but you want him on there. Who, do, yeah, who the hell do you take out, though? You're you're really bottlenecked. Uh, I'd hate to see him down on the third line. And it and another thing is, do you play him at center or do you play him at right wing? That's I would put I would put him on a wing, but that's that's just me. I don't think he's ready for center just yet. I, I would level. agree. Uh, I think he needs to start at wing. Definitely. Uh, Where you put him, I don't know, man. Tell us, Kyle Hines. Where is he going? (laughs) I think he starts the season in Milwaukee. Yes. And I think that's that's, (laughs) – I think it's going to be one of those things where if the team, like, struggles or if there's there's an – definitely if there's an injury. But if if the team's really struggling badly and there's a certain player who's just – the coaches outline – He's definitely right there on deck to get called up. And I think it's going to be a matter of time. We're going to be waking up every day looking at those projected lineups, waiting for that tweet that's going to get like a 1,000 likes and retweets from Brooks Bratton or Adam Vinian or one of those Preds insiders. They're going to put it out there. Philip Tomasino is projected in the lineup tonight. It's going to get like so many freaking retweets that it's going to blow up my Twitter page. I think he will start in Milwaukee, but I think he will start in Nashville before the end of November. All right. That's, that's a bold prediction I can get behind right there. I think he will. I'm not going to say he'll be full time, but he, I believe he'll make a start at least 
before the end of November in Nashville. Uh, there you go. Especially if they get off to a rough start, I think There's he's just, definitely coming up. You just you just look at the Preds roster. I mean, you got Luke Cunning <laughs> in there. You're not going to take him out. That Mm-mm. we're really high on him. You, you've already re-signed all these veterans, or you've got veterans who you're not going to move out. If Granlin didn't get re-signed, there's an opening possibly for Tomasino. But you're not going to bench Granlund after you just re-signed him to a four-year deal. So Granlin's mm-hmm. in there. You got Matt Duchesne. You're not going to bench him. It's just there's no room for him right now. Cody Glass. Mm-hmm. We talked about Cody Glass. I, I can't see you take – Cody Glass has a lot of upside and, and has already played in the NHL. So you're yep. probably not going to move him out for Tomasino just yet. So – if Cody Glass really struggles, mm-hmm. here, 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 here's my inside track to Kyle's prediction, if it comes true. Cody Glass maybe struggles. Maybe he's not ready for regular NHL minutes. Tomasino takes Cody Glass's spot, maybe. That's very possible. That's I mean, very possible. Know. Because I feel, I feel like they're going to end up putting uh, <laughs> Glass at uh, wing uh, just because there's – or at the moment, there's so many centers. You've got Johansson, yeah. Duchesne, Granlund, Sissons. and only uh, and Sissons. But Sissons going to be your fourth line guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 definitely. So yeah, if you look at you look at Tomasino last year for the Wolves, 29 games, 32 points. Yeah, oh, no, he. I mean, he's going to tear. They, haven't seen, any, they haven't seen anything like that in a long time in the AHL, no. from what everyone was saying. I like, think, it's crazy. I think it's going to be impressive for your first for a player's first AHL season, like as a rookie in the AHL. They've never yep. seen anything like and that. And more than just a rookie, he is the youngest to do mm-hmm. it because he only got to play in, yes. the, in the AHL because the OHL didn't have a season, and yep. they let him come in as an underager. So not only was he doing things that are just ridiculous, he was doing them in an underage year. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's a bad dude. He's, he he really is. That is, that is a hell of a way to wrap up the first inaugural edition of perks picks. Philip Tomasino leads the first edition of perks picks. We look through the press prospects tonight uh, guess what? Next week's episode, I'm, if I'm doing my math right, the next episode, we're going to be reacting to some preseason Predators mm-hmm. hockey. And yep. next Training week camp. starts pre-season. our next, yep. And next week starts our two week an episode per week yep. episode. So we're going to be back on Thursday starting next week, not this coming Thursday, but the next week. We're going to be giving you two episodes a week. So get ready for that. Kyle Perkins, Perks Picks is going to be every Monday uh, as long as schedule permits it. But either way, we will bring Perks Picks to you every week on a a Catfish and Ice episode, ranking the top picks that Kyle has from that week of Predators Hockey. So we can't wait to bring that to you. Thanks for listening to episode 67, presented by DraftKings, part of the Hockey Pop. And Kyle Perkins, we'll see you next week. It's right here, folks. We got friends hockey back, so it's it's awesome to see. We will we will see you next week.